everybody, it's Zach, and I am back with episode three of Elevate and Accelerate, and today we are talking about core values. And I'm going to start us off with a quote from Elvis Presley. He says, values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but you leave them all over everything you do. And that couldn't be more true. So this week, we are going to be focusing in on the most important part of who you are as a person and how you can communicate your story, and that's your values. So without further ado, let's get started. Last week, we had talked about the process of uncovering your core story as it relates to your business and your and the one that your ideal clients need to hear. We separate our lives into three different categories, early life, midlife, now life, uh, and then split those up between positive and negative. And so I, what I wanted you to do is write down the first five to seven things that came to mind in each one of those boxes, and then whittle those down um, as they overlapped and, and maybe were similar. And to look at those and think, how have these moments in our lives shaped me today? Um, what I want you to see, especially for today, is how each and every single one of these moments, positive and negative, have had a profound effect on who you are to this day. And because of that, uniquely qualifies you to serve your ideal client. And that is what our story is all about. And in interjecting and putting our story into our marketing, uh, into help building trust and credibility out there in the marketplace, which ultimately your ideal client is going to find. Um, it's whether you believe in the law of traction or, or energy or whatever it is, um, there's something to say about the fact that we attract uh, things to us based on what we're thinking, how we're acting, how we're feeling, and how we uh, are putting ourselves out there uh, for the world to see. And so the same thing's true when it comes to your business and how you relate to your prospects and your clients. What I also want you to see here is that values are a, uh, a core part of who we are as people, but also the filter in which we make our decisions. Um, now, obviously, the word values a lot of times comes with a lot of different connotations. Um, I'm not saying that as you have to have moral values or specific values, but those events in your life that we were talking about earlier are things that have shaped the way that you make decisions today and why you make those decisions today. So it could be something as simple as um, you don't like being in confined spaces or um, you don't drive too close to the shoulder of the road, or you don't drive at all because of an accident or, or whatever it was, there's different things that shape the way that we make choices. Um, one of mine, uh, that I've uh, always had is that I wanted to be home for my kids, um, and be around for my kids. And, uh, I can always be better at those things, but the reality is, is that when I am faced with the decision between, uh, missing a kid's birthday or not going to a sporting event or whatever it might be as they get older, um, my choice is always going to be with them. Now, obviously, if I were put into a position where I need to put food on the table, um, then I would obviously choose to uh, do what I need to done, do for the greater good of the family. But, um, but when we're given the opportunities to have those choices, our values are really what, uh, what drives us forward. 
Now, look, our values can change over time. Um, and, and a lot of times they do, especially if, um, you know, they're built on things that we like to or want to change about ourselves. Um, but I think at the core of what we do and how we do it, um, we really are passionate about something, whether that's helping people or providing opportunity or having resources that we didn't have or giving something to our family or leaving a legacy that wasn't there for us. There's something at the core of which we did not receive um, or somebody that we loved wasn't able to receive. And so therefore we give in those ways. Matthew McConaughey has this quote, um, I was listening to his book, uh, Yes, Listening. Um, called Green Lights. And he talks about a uh, Lincoln commercial that he did, I think back in 2014. Um, and, and this was his quote, and I think it's really relevant here too. He goes, sometimes you got to go back to actually move forward. I don't mean to go back to reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean, going back to see where you came from, where you've been, how you got there, to see where you're going. I know there are those who say you can't go back. Well, yes, you can. You just have to look in the right place. And I think, uh, albeit that that was for a Lincoln commercial, um, I think there's a lot of truth to that. In, uh, in our ability to go back and understand our own story um, and then being able to uh, see how that has driven us to where we are today also helps us to see where we want to go in the future, whether that's correcting the things that we don't like or um, improving the things that we do or helping people in different ways. And so uh, that is why I think um, our values are very important because if you don't talk about them, if you don't uh, articulate them even to your team, then how are they supposed to make the same decisions that you do? Um, it's not just a filter for how you make decisions, but a core values for a company is how your team members are also going to make decisions for your company. It's also going to be what aligns you to your ideal client and to people who um, and align you to people who are uh, sharing in those same values or similar ones. Let's start with this question. Why talk about core values as it relates to business? So I mentioned some of that at the beginning here, um, but I want to I mentioned some of that at the beginning, uh, but I want to reiterate the importance of values in your company. So not only does it communicate to uh, your team members, to your audience, uh, what your identity is and what your brand stands for, um, but it's also an opportunity to build trust with people. If they know what you're about, then they, they know where you land and there's less suspicion, there's less questioning, there's less skepticism. All of these little things, whether they're conscious or subconscious, play a very important role in building a relationship with somebody that you haven't yet talked to. And that's what marketing is all about. And so I want to talk to you about uh, a few different types of core values. Uh, but before I do that, I want to point out um, a study that was done by uh, a company called Accenture Strategy. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this was done. Um, but they were interviewing consumers and different people um, and also studying businesses um, over several years uh, to, um, to come up with this data. And so uh, one of the things that I want to call out specifically here was um, what they said that brands with a high sense of purpose increased in value by 175 percent 
over a 12-year period, which was well above the comparable 86%, which was the median growth rate. So if you look at that closely, what we're saying is that brands who had a high sense of purpose and were driven towards that purpose were able to grow almost double than the median growth rate of other organizations and companies. So that is an important part, obviously. I mean, if you are given the opportunity to grow 86% over 12 years or 175%, I think we would all choose the 175%, right? Um, but when they pulled purchasing clients and uh, and people, um, over half of them said uh, 62% that their purchasing, purchasing decisions are influenced by a company's ethical values and authenticity. And then 74% of all of those people crave transparency into how the company source their products, how they, how they structure their teams, what they stand for, what their stance is on important issues and different things like that. So more and more, the consumer is really interested in the relationship aspect of working with a business. Before it was, what's the product? What is it going to do for me? See ya. Um, and now there's, there's more um, onus being given to organizations that can clearly articulate uh, what they stand for, why they stand for it, and why doing what they're doing. And so the same thing is true for you as a small business or medium-sized business with a small team to, to be able to tell your audience exactly what it is that you are all about and why you do the things that you do. So um, without uh, belaboring that point much further, let's talk about some different types of values. So we're talking about core values today, so we'll put that on the table for right now. Um, but let's also uh, talk about a couple other ones here that, uh, that tend to happen. Um, Patrick Lencioni um, wrote an article about this, um, and he's got a lot of really great things to say, uh, continues to have a lot of really great things to say. So if you don't know who that is, um, check him out. But he talks about uh, aspirational values are values that as a company, a lot of times are what we want to be, but it's not exactly the way that our organization runs. So for instance, um, it could be that um, one of our values is excellent customer service. Uh, but if you've got terrible customer service, like your receptionist answers the phone and is very short and isn't helpful and um, and people are complaining, well, that's an aspirational core va uh, aspirational value. It's not really one that you have yet, but one that you want to have. And so core values uh, to differentiate from aspirational values are the very values in which you and your team are making decisions currently right now. Um, the other one, um, and this is something that I hear all the time as I've been um, coaching clients and, and talking about this for some time now is a lot of times I'll ask people to, um, and why don't you do this as well? Why don't you write down what you think your core values are right now? If you were to list out five or six different things, what would they be that you hold as the most important things that your business can do? Um, and, and then um, once you list those all out, um, see kind of if some of them are saying the same thing, um, see if you can lump them together. Is there a better way in which you can say it? And we'll do some more of that work, but, um, at least start with just kind of writing them down. And then as we go through these, um, where do, where do they fit into these categories? So the next category here uh, of values is the permission to play values. Um, these are the ones that I, I really hear all the time. Um, and so when I ask somebody, well, what are your core values for your business? I get something along the lines of honesty, integrity, 
um, uh, transparency, follow through. And, um, and while a lot of these things are great, the filter that you want to put that through is, is this something that I am willing to say that we are going to do better than anybody else? Because that's really what your core value is. That's the thing that is what you hold most valuable. And then I asked this other question is, do you hire and fire by these things? Now, if you think about honesty, integrity, um, and, and all of those um, values, those are great personal values. Um, but when it relates to a company, aren't those expectations that you have for your employees anyway? Would you keep an employee on if they were bad at their job, if they didn't follow through on what they were saying that they were going to do, if they were dishonest or if they were stealing or cheating or lying? All of those things are grounds for dismissal in just about every single company um, everywhere, right? Your expectation of them is that's what you're going to get. Um, so is that really a core value or is that just a value that you require in order for them to even be an employee at your organization? The other one um, and the last one here is accidental values. These are values that are um, typically created based upon a team's um, trying to fill a void of what they think you want versus what they actually or what you actually want. So a lot of times what happens with entrepreneurs um, when they start their business and they get going and they start hiring their initial team, they look for people that they can hire where they can pass stuff off to because they're busy, you're busy. You want to focus on doing what you do best, which is whatever service or product that you're providing. Um, and inevitably what happens is that, uh, as I talked about before, that delegation by arbitration where you just sort of, or abdication, where you just pass it off to them and let them run with it. And a lot of times they do a great job at that, right? But they, um, when they need questions answered and you're not available or you just tell them to take it or whatever the situation is without the proper training or without an understanding of what the core values are and how things should be done, then they start creating their own uh, rubric and uh, syllabus for how they answer those questions. And then it starts to become um, their process rather than yours. Um, and a lot of times there's uh, you know values that are created off of that. Now, here's another, um, here's another warning, I guess. Um, and, and I mentioned Patrick Lencioni and he's the one who says this, but there's another warning, uh, when you're creating your core values or when you start rolling them out to the company, you want to make sure that they are not empty value statements, uh, because that will have more, um, more of a detrimental effect on your team members and on your audience. If, uh, if you say these things almost flippantly and then um, your words and actions don't match. So Patrick Lencioni says this, says empty value statements create cynical and dispirited employees, which alienate customers and undermine the managerial credibility. So this isn't something to take lightly as we've seen before. It can have a huge impact on your bottom line, um, but it's also something that you want to put uh, a good amount of thought into before you start rolling it out to your organization. Now, our core values, uh, we spent a lot of time working on, and what we came up with are our core values. These are things that we think are the most important uh, filters for how our company runs. Uh, first and foremost to that is people first. 
Uh, we put that first, obviously, for a reason, but we understand that our employees are people, um, our vendors are people, our clients, our prospects are all people first. And so we want to do what we can to help them as people first. And then the business aspect of that is how we support them, right? So that's the where we go for our solutions, but we want to make sure that we're helping them first. Um, another one of our core values then is... Um, is the constant pursuit of excellence. This is something that we really hold uh, highly valuable um, and, to, and to a very high standard. As a celebrity branding agency, we do a lot of work that, um, that we pride ourselves on the quality that people get um, at the price at which they're paying for it. And so quality uh, is a very, very important part of how we do things. But in order to continually provide great value and quality to our clients and to each other um, as team members of the organization, we need to have a better understanding of where our weaknesses are, um, where our individual and, and corporate weaknesses are and how we can work together to get better, whether that's continuing education or training or um, having better ways of training or whatever that is. And so we always want to be um, looking at the things that we're doing and finding ways in which we can improve. Um, so I encourage you to do the same, um, but obviously that doesn't need to be your core value. So one of our other core values is batteries included. Um, you can probably guess what that means, but essentially it's, um, it's something that Dan Sullivan had said before. But the idea is, is that uh, back in the day when you received a toy for your birthday or Christmas um, that needed batteries, it didn't come with batteries. And so the, the hunt began of trying to find that AAA battery that's buried in a, in a junk drawer somewhere or pulling it out of the remote, which would make other people upset. So, um, but you really just, you know, especially as a kid wanted to play with that toy, but it was like the, all the air was let out of your balloon, right? Completely deflated and not being able to use it. So you had to wait till Monday or, or whenever it was when the stores open, so you could go and get the batteries. Um, and so, the disappointment of that obviously is, um, is what's translating over into how we want to operate as a company um, and the type of people that we want to hire into our company. It's people that show up with that spark in their eye that are looking for ways in which they can help, which they can uh, take ownership. They are always looking for uh, an opportunity to do their job better and to offer suggestions um, and to do things that, that ultimately benefit the team, uh, the organization, and our clients, uh, which leads us into our next uh, core value, which is think out loud, but act for the team. So there's people that just don't like to offer their advice for whatever reason. They don't think it's valuable or they don't want to speak up. Uh, but a lot of times it's our employees who are in the trenches who might have the best ideas for how we can streamline or become more efficient or do things better. And so uh, giving them a platform to be able to speak up is extremely important to us. Um, but also you have the people who would speak up no matter what because they always have the best idea. And so we want to, um, and a lot of times they want to make themselves look good, right? So, uh, so the act for the team part is at the end of the day, we are going to make a decision as a team that's best for the team. So it doesn't mean anything about your idea or your suggestion, um, but that you know we're going to come to a conclusion together. But we can't talk about those things intelligently unless you bring your thoughts uh, to the table. Now, the um, 
the last two that we have here. So we've got six. Um, we usually tell people to try to keep it around three to five. Uh, we added our sixth one, which I'll talk about here in a second um, for a reason you'll see. But, um, but our next core value is visible character which seems kind of like an oxymoron. Uh, what is character if it isn't doing the right thing when nobody's looking? So how is visible character different? Well, um, when you're running an organization, you have uh, team members and employees and people who are dealing with the clients, uh, to use that as an example. And they may be may having conversations with them, obviously, that you're not aware of. Uh, an example that I can give to you, um, our executive producer who does a lot of our podcasts and, and video content for our clients was talking with a client whose wife had passed away over the holidays and he expressed his condolences. You know, there's um, there was a level of empathy, obviously, that he gave to the client. But the the step that he took after was to let the leadership team know that that had happened and ask if there's anything that we could do. Can we send flowers or a gift or just something to let him know that people first, right? And so he spoke up, let us know that he had that conversation. And that was um, an example of what we would call visible character. The final one uh, is no drama. And that is something that we sort of talk about tongue in cheek, but also take very seriously in that um, drama is especially when you have employees talking behind each other's back or whether that's um, about another employee or the leadership team or whatever um, is a uh, is a ground is a breeding ground for for a toxic environment within the company. Uh, one of the companies that I had worked at previously, um, it was a great example of this when I came in, um, that type of environment had already been established. And you could, you could feel the toxicity. It was almost palpable. And it took me a good two and a half to three years of having to fire some people, hire some new people to really start to shift the culture um, in that office space. And, um, and as it shifted, it became a better place for everybody to work. A lot of that negativity went out, but it also gave them a platform to be able to speak and speak their mind and know that things were going to get done. And so, um, you know, everybody on the team, I think is, is on board at this point with, um, if we have a problem, we want to be able to go to that person that we have a problem with. If we can't, then we can go to our manager. Who's then going to try to mediate that conversation. If all else fails, then. Uh, you know, we kind of work it up the chain, if you will. And so there's different ways in which we handle that internally. But the idea is, is that there's, there is a structured system in place to be able to eliminate the drama where people feel safe and they have a platform in which they can um, express their concerns or issues that they're having. Uh, we use a company called Engagement Multiplier. Uh, which sends out uh, a quarterly survey that we can customize and, and that they have their own questions that they recommend. But it is an anonymous sur survey for our entire organization in which we get their responses back. And so we can address that as a leadership team. So there's a number of different ways that you can do that. So getting back into the core values and how you can develop your core values specifically, as you look at those moments in your life, those uh, those milestone decisions or experiences that you went through. Um, and you look at them as how they've shaped the way that you make decisions today. Is there, is there any type of values that you could um, lump them together under? Uh, you know, are you somebody who 
cares most about helping people before anything else, right? I mean, is that something that you could take? Is it really important for you to have, um, you know, just excellent customer service where you are going to put so much focus into the experience that your customer has that that is the, you know, that is something that you feel necessary to call out. Whatever it is, you want to think through um, how those things work. So here's some questions for you that, uh, that you can take with you to help brainstorm these things. What do you do in your work that you'll do whether or not you're getting rewarded or paid for it? Uh, that's a great way to start thinking about what are those things that you hold very valuable. So if all of a sudden your client stopped paying you, um, maybe you got money from somewhere else and you don't have to charge them anymore. What what would it be that you would continue to do just because you really enjoy doing it or because um, you feel like you're obligated to fill it, whether or not you know, you're getting paid for it? The next question is um, list out some of the things that you believe are your company's greatest strengths and your greatest strengths. What are some things that you do really well that you can say, you know, I'm really proud of this. Um, and that might be a great spot for you to say, well, is there a core value behind this? The other uh, question here is what are the five most important behaviors or activities that you expect from yourself and from others? Again, that honesty, integrity, all those things can kind of be lumped together. Um, think a little bit deeper about those things, but start with that list and then see if you can uh, call it down to some of the most important stuff. And then lastly, uh, and this might be a more difficult question to answer, uh, but what do your customers believe about you and what you stand for? Um, I've got a client who um, his mission has been helping veterans. That is what he does. Um, he works with several um, uh, veterans organizations out of um, out of Texas. He's very involved in a lot of different uh, veteran um, focused uh, charities and sponsorships and all sorts of things. And um, and so he's made that a part of his mission of an area in which he gives uh, to his community. Uh, and and so what um, what his customers would say about him besides you know, the type of product and experience that he gives to each and every one of them. Like if you call him, he picks up the phone every time, you know, that kind of a thing um, is, is his passion for the veteran community and what he's been doing to make an impact in that environment. So, um, you know, there's um, at least an example for you that I hope you can get that going. Now, um, as you list all these things out and as you answer these questions, um, don't try to don't hesitate <clears throat> as you list all these things out. Don't hesitate in writing something down because you think it's too little or it's not big enough or that's not quite it. Um, just write down whatever comes to mind and then start um, grouping or eliminating things together. So just go down your list and say, is this really it or can I group it with something else that I said? And if you can group it, circle it, draw an arrow down. Um, our EOS implementer, John King out of Florida, uh, does that with just about everything that that we do with him for the EOS operating system. But um, so I'm, I'm kind of taking that off of him. But uh, but take your list, circle it, say, hey, OK, this these two I can kind of lump together. And then is there a better way that I can articulate it? This one? No, that just doesn't really vibe. That's not one of the most important. Let me cross it off. Um, and so as you, as he says, kill, combine uh, or keep um, down your list, you'll find that that'll start to take shape.
So in closing of this episode, I'm going to remind you of the quote that started it off from Elvis Presley in saying that the core values of your organization and that you hold personally shape the culture of your entire organization and are the fingerprints that you and your company will leave wherever you go. And so it is important that you don't have accidental values running your business. You don't have accidental fingerprints that you're leaving um, in the experience that people have with you and your company. You want to be very clear about what your core values are and communicate that at every chance that you can in ways that your audience is going to see that is going to reinforce those values with your uh, with your team and with your your partners and business partners and your vendors and whoever that might be. So as you map these out, uh, as you start to write these down, or if you already have them, but haven't been using them or have an idea of what they are, but haven't articulated them clearly, practice giving a speech to your organization or to the people that matter about why you chose these core values and what they mean. And when you can come up with a speech that tells the story of those values and why they mean so much to you and so much to the organization, you'll be at a better place to be able to start rolling that out and telling that story in different places throughout your testimonial pages, through your about sections and through the places where you're going to be interacting with your audience. So uh, I want to thank you again for your time with me today. Um, if you are getting value out of this, if you um, have enjoyed at least some of this content, um, I'll ask you to uh, please like, uh, feel free to share, um, and excited about uh, next week, episode four, uh, where we are going to jump right into crafting your core story. How do we tie all of these elements together to essentially get to your why? why you are in business and why you do what you do. And once we do that, I think you're going to have um, all the tools that you need for your story. And then we'll talk about how you can start implementing that. <clears throat> We're going to start talking about how you can implement that into your business, the type of impact that you can expect, uh, some different ways to hone it and some different ways to share it to different audiences. So again, thank you for your time. Please like and subscribe and I'll see you next week.